1: Hello everyone, welcome to your fabulous hour of Blissful Living. I'm Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous, and I am your host for this wonderful show that we're going to have today. <clears throat> I want to ask you guys a question with regards to um, what's going on with you and what's going on with the synergy that you might be experiencing in your personal life. Do you know about the synthesis effect? Do you have any idea what that is? Well, if you're answering, no, I have no clue. What the heck is she talking about? I have a surprise for you. I have a fabulous surprise for you. That's how I roll. Um, Today's guest is just this phenomenal, phenomenal guy. His name is Dr. John McGrill, and he is a renowned hypnotherapist, a success coach, a spiritual teacher, and a leading media expert on the topic of, guess what, personal development. He has integrated more than 30 years of teaching, coaching, mentoring experience with his clinical work to create what he calls Synthesis. Synthesis. And this synthesis is a process for creating personal change and transformation quickly and profoundly. Now, Dr. McGrell's writing and expertise have been featured on numerous national publications, major um, online outlets, and, of course, on radio and in television. And um, he's just hes just written a new book actually called The Synthesis Effect that we'll get into about as well. So without me just rambling on and, and creating the hyperenthusiasm that you guys know I love to do, I'm going to just welcome Dr. John McGrail to our fabulous Blissful Living Hour. How are you, Dr. McGrail?
0: I'm great, Rochelle. How are you today?
1: I'm fabulous. I'm fabulous. Excellent. (laughs) I'm just really excited to uh, share with the listeners the information about the synthesis effect. So here's a big question for you, and I'm sure you get this or have gotten this a lot. What is synthesis? Synthesis.
0: Well, you know, I, I use that term, synthesis, and I actually got it from the dictionary because the dictionary definition is, is about taking a variety of ingredients, disparate ingredients, creating a, a combination of them and creating a stronger whole. And that's really what my process does. As as you mentioned in the introduction, what I do for a living, and I have done for quite a long time, is help people live the life they want to live rather than the life they think they're stuck with. And most of us have issues um, habits or negative patterns or low self-confidence or self-esteem or limiting beliefs, which are very prevalent, that are holding us back from living the way we want to live. And what my synthesis process does uh, in a nutshell, and I'm sure we'll get into it in more detail, is it helps uh, my clients and my workshop and seminar students uh, resolve those issues and, and create the life they want to live rather than the life they think they're stuck with. And and the reason it's called synthesis is because I use a variety of tools and methods and traditions and techniques. Some of them are cutting-edge science and some of them them are as old as, as civilization. And when we bring them together, we align the conscious mind, which is the part of our mind that wants to change our life and isn't happy the way things are, with the more automatic and more powerful subconscious mind, which creates the patterns that hold us back. You know, we find ourselves just, you know, going back over and over and over again into the same old territory. And that is because the subconscious part of the mind, which really generates most of our behavior, our feelings and emotions, is very much like a computer. once it's programmed, it'll play those patterns over and over again. Whether they're good or bad doesn't matter because it can't tell the difference. So when we align the subconscious computer with the conscious desires, we create empowerment. We create personal growth, transformation, and that's what synthesis does.
1: I like it. So it's. It seems like you know what you described is. It sounds like this new, you know, new new wave type of uh, scientific dwelling, so to speak, into the mind. But actually, it's it's been around for a long time, and um, you, you're just bringing bringing it to the forefront um, of our minds or of of reality. I want to say, um, so that people can get in touch with themselves and and possibly change. Their old programming, um, and so they can learn that they also don't have to live by that old program any, programming anymore. That may not be beneficial to what they want to accomplish or achieve in life. Is that correct?
0: Absolutely. You know, the human mind hasn't really changed much in the last three hundred thousand years. We we've got modern science and technology, of course, but you're you're exactly right. It sounds like this. We you know what people tend to call woo-woo or new age or this, you know, sort of esoteric thinking. But in reality, a lot of uh, the, uh, the principles and techniques that are used in the synthesis process literally come from ancient civilizations and cultures that intuitively knew what modern science is proving uh, as to how the mind works and how we relate to ourselves and the world around us. So it really is. It's as old as humanity, and it's cutting-edge science. The, the latest discoveries in, in fields like quantum physics and quantum field theory are shedding new light on the way uh, the universe, our planet, and our species actually works. And, and that's really what what this is all about. It combines the old and the new. And the cool part about it is that there's nothing woo-woo about it. If you know how your mind works, it's just like if you know how your car engine works and it's broken, then it's easier to fix it. <laughs> if you know how your mind works and you understand how and why you got stuck or how and why these negative habits or patterns or fears or Whatever it is that's holding you back, how they got there, well then it makes it much easier to undo it, and that's part of the process. In fact, the first part of the synthesis process with all my clients and with all my workshops, students, and seminars, students is to say, "Hey, here is how you got there, so you know it's not because you're inferior, it's not because you're less than, it's not because you're weak, it's because of the way the mind works and the programming you received as quite a, quite a, a young child. It all happens, most of it in early childhood." And so here's why. And then people go, oh, wow, okay, I get it. And and as soon as that happens, we're on our way.
1: Right. You know, you brought up an interesting point with regards to, you know, the programming that we get as children that we don't even realize that we get. And I think when I was in nursing school, one of my psychology classes or something like that, I can't remember because it's been a few years, quite a few years, but I remember them saying Something that by the time the child is five years old, they're pretty much set of how they're going to be when they're when when they're adult. All the you know all the the patterning or or learn I don't know if I'm using the right terminology, but all the patterning exists in the mind. It's already been set up. It's the foundation is there, and then it's just, it's just you know building upon that foundation from five to you know adulthood or whatever that we have these experiences that come into our lives that kind of help formulate, you know, what's going on in our mind that we don't even know about. So when you said about, you know, people in your workshops might be like, well, gosh, I don't know how I got there or why this keeps coming up. And you're like, well, this is happening to you because this is the type of programming you received. And let me tell you, you can change the program. You can rewrite the program. I'm here to show you that. Um, I think that's really interesting for people to know because, we don't, you know, in our everyday lives, we just—that's not something we think about or even connect. That, you know, what happened to us as children that we can't even remember in our subconscious mind actually has an effect on how we're living our life as adults today.
0: Absolutely correct. Uh, there are sort of three periods of development that are, that are, you know, the classic. Um, uh, definition of human development and you're right by by four actually most of the programming is in place but the first eight years are what they consider uh, the imprinting years imprinting uh, suggests programming and you know people don't like to think that they're programmed but that's the way the subconscious mind works so by the time we're eight we're pretty much set for the adults we're going to be as far as our values our habits our behaviors our, our beliefs and self-esteem uh, um, good or bad is in place. And because the subconscious cannot tell the difference between good or bad or reality or illusion, uh, which is what allows us to, to watch a movie, for instance, and feel emotion. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But by the time we're eight, we're pretty much set. And then between eight and fourteen is the second stage called uh, modeling, where we begin to perfect the use of the programs we've been given in early childhood. And then from fourteen to adulthood is, is the the third stage and by that time we're you know pretty much set in our ways and then what happens for most people is that the older we get the more set in our ways we get the more set in our ways we get the harder it becomes to make the changes we'd like to even though we'd like to a lot but it's because of the way the mind works it's not because of lack of willpower or any of that willpower is a conscious energy and the conscious mind is only about ten percent of the average human mind ninety percent of our mind is subconscious and therefore running automatically it's much more massive it's much more powerful and you're you're exactly spot on once it's programmed it'll run those programs forever unless we change the software so to speak and that's what this process is about
1: wow so it's kind of like you know when we see the icebergs and i you know i've heard this quite a bit recently um as i go out and speak about health and wellness but you know, when you see the iceberg, we see this big, huge thing in the water and what we're actually only seeing is a tenth of it. And so, um, when you, when you think about that and you've seen an iceberg and you're like, Oh my gosh, how could that only be a tenth? If that's only a tenth of what we're seeing, then imagine what's lying underneath in the water that we can't see. So when you talk about, you know, how our conscious mind is really like only a tenth of what we're operating on or what we truly believe you know we think that's the hundred percent or ninety nine percent or whatever reality is that the ninety percent of what we're really operating or how we operate or the i want to say the internal motherboard of our hard drive, so to speak, in our brains is the subconscious mind, and I think that is so fascinating because. We don't even, you know, we don't even think about our subconscious mind. We just think that what we see and what we experience and what we feel is truly reality, and it's based on our conscious mind and not the subconscious that really is running the show.
0: Right, exactly, right. And that that iceberg metaphor is used all over the place. If if your listeners uh, Google images uh, the human mind, you'll, the, I can guarantee you'll see a picture of the iceberg, and a <laughs> little top above the water is the conscious mind, and all that mass below the water is the subconscious part of the mind. <laughs> Excuse me, and so it's a great metaphor, and it does tell us that our subconscious is much more powerful. Now, the cool part about it is that we can reprogram it. We can take the 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 software that's not working out and and put new software in, and that's what uh, synthesis is is meant to do quick, as quickly as possible.
1: So let's talk a little bit more because I I, I mean I, I find this. I guess as I'm getting older, I find this so um, fascinating, especially just in, you know, the work of, you know, health and wellness and helping people to discover how they can be optimally healthy and well, naturally, holistically, all that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. I think it's just fascinating how people get trapped into um, a false belief, a false perception, because it's what they're seeing with their conscious mind. But then when you help them, to discover just a little bit you know beneath that surface into the the subconscious mind how this like all of a sudden you can see the light bulbs or the light headlights in their light, and their eyes light up because they've discovered, wow, what I really thought was reality or conscious for me really is not and look at what I can do to make my life so much better, whether it's in health and wellness or their, you know, their careers or whatever they're doing. It's just so fascinating to see. And and this, your work that you're doing is just really fascinating to me. Um, I would like to know, how does synthesis work?
0: Well, we've already started, actually, Uh, Rochelle. We work, it's basically a three-step process.
1: Mm -hmm. The
0: first step is to create the understanding because so many people, and I get clients, and I, I see several hundred new clients a year uh, in my private practice, and, and I don't know how many hundreds of people I've worked with in, in my workshops and seminars, but so many people come to me, and first of all, I'll say, well, so where did this come from, this issue? Now, this issue can be um, I lack self-confidence, or I'm, I'm afraid to be in social situations, or I have a fear of something, you know, fill in the blank, um, or I have a habit that I can't get rid of. It doesn't really matter what it is, but I have, they'll say, well, you know, I have this issue, and I'll say, where did it come from? How did it start? I don't know. just been that way. So that's the first thing is to say, okay. And, and then the second thing is there's something wrong with me, that people feel that they're the only ones that have this problem, and right. that is never the case. So the first thing is to say, okay, listen, here's the deal. There's nothing wrong with you. Here's how and why you are the way you are. And I take them through the process of understanding how our minds develop and how they work and there's a chapter devoted to that in the book and then as you said you can see the light bulb go off and say okay well maybe there's hope so once we once we create that energy then it's about giving uh, them tools techniques and a process to to create the change that they want to create in other words to reprogram the subconscious and the tools i use are as old as humanity, Uh, hypnosis, which is a very powerful uh, tool for creating change, meditative techniques, and also I've developed uh, several models that are largely metaphorically based that are cognitive and conscious in nature, and that's what brings the two together. So you give them understanding, you give them a set of tools, and then a process through which to use the tools to create the change they want and then to maintain it because, you know, it's one thing to create something. It's another thing to keep it running well. If you buy a new car, it runs great for a while, but if you don't take care of it, it's going to break down. So in my method, in the synthesis method, not only do do I give my readers, my clients, and my students the tools, I teach them how to maintain the change once they've made it. So it's sort of a three-step process, if you will, and obviously it all works at the same time.
1: I like that. I mean, you know, I'm finding it very, very... Again, once again, fascinating because, um, you know, you just bought up something. For me, it's like, you know, I have this fear of rodents. Yes. Why? You know, I'm thinking, why do I have this fear of rodents? So as, as you're going through the processes, I'm trying to work it out in my mind. I'm like, okay, has a rodent ever attacked me? No, they don't. Uh, you know, it, usually they run away when they see you. So why am I so fearful of them? And I think back, it's probably because it's something I picked up. My mother was fearful of them, and she probably doesn't even know why she was fearful of them. So based on my experience of seeing how she interacted, if we had like a mouse or something in the house, you know, as a little kid, you just pick up that. Now, when I'm looking at your process and trying to, so I'm understanding, okay, applying it to myself, understanding, okay, that's why that fear exists in me. There's no you know, there's no reason for it. There's no basis for it. Um, you know, and then next would be okay. Doctor McGrail is going to give me tools to help me work through this process to realize that it really isn't a. It really isn't real, Rochelle. It's a fabricated something in your mind that you can use these tools to work through, and then you know, just going through the process of what you teach. Um, you know, eliminate potentially help me to come to grips with this fear that's not really reality and eliminate this fear because it isn't a reality. It's not reality. I should not have this fear of rodents. They're more fearful of me than I am I should be of them. So it's it's I I wow, it's just um actually very therapeutic and I, I hope the listeners out there today are you no, know, getting some good information with regards to this because I know each and every one of us on this planet struggles with this at some point in time, and some more than others. Um, but it, it, it is just, I just like talking about the mind because it's such a fascinating subject, and um, and we all have issues whether we want to admit them or not. <laughs> we all just <laughs>
0: Well you're absolutely right, and you know all of our issues, good and bad, happy and sad, rational or irrational and of course as you as you described uh, uh, you know your fear of rodents, for instance, is really an irrational fear or it's, it's, we would call it a phobia because a phobia is a fear that is created uh where we're feeling this horrible response that far outweighs any risk you know ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time if you see a mouse or even a rat, the bigger versions of them, or any rodent, they're going to run away, and you know, they much bigger and scarier. But it, it's an irrational fear, and the subconscious part of the mind doesn't know the difference between rational and irrational. Um, the, you know, the easiest example I can give quickly is, is to think of the best movie you ever saw. Um, uh, and, and when you get into a really good movie, you go into basically a state of hypnotic trance and the subconscious mind takes over the rational cognitive conscious mind that would say what's the matter with you this is a movie why are you laughing why are you feeling fear or excitement or tension come on get a grip that part of the mind sort of shuts down and the subconscious mind takes over and for those two hours in the movie theater especially it feels very real and so you're terrified or you're joyful or you're sad or you're crying those feelings are real because the subconscious mind is where the feelings come from. And as far as the subconscious is concerned, it's is a real experience. And then, of course, the movie ends. The lights come up. We come out of trance, if you will, mm-hmm. and the rational mind gets kicked back online and says, "Oh, come on! I wasn't really scared." Well, yeah, you were. <laughs> it was real. Yeah. And and you know what? What we all need to realize is, you, and you said two very important things there. Uh, one is that we all have issues. Everybody, at some point in their lives uh... has stuff that holds them back that's just the nature of being human and two it all starts in the mind there is nothing in our experience that doesn't get processed by our mind uh... you know and the whole concept of the mind body connection for instance in western medicine which i'm sure you're very familiar with you know the allopathic uh, model of western medicine treats the mind and body or has traditionally as sort of separate entities and now because of the latest discoveries uh, uh, around the relationship between the mind and body, we are realizing that you cannot separate them. And when you work with the mind and body at the same time, people heal faster, they get sick less often or eliminate disease, and they can recover from diseases that formerly they couldn't. So uh, it, it is, it's astounding, but our entire experience is generated through the mind. So the more control you have over it, The more good programming it has versus bad programming, the better your life works. And and in my method, rule number one is life is supposed to be fun, Uh, and that's what we strive for, and that's what I do with all my clients is to help them achieve that. And, by the way, my readers, the book is designed to help you do it yourself.
1: I like that. I, I like your model of how life is supposed to be fun. And I also love the fact that you recognize um, or, you know, I, I, you've been doing this for a long time. So you're like me. You recognize the fact that the mind and body are integrative and, and what happens in the mind is manifested in the body. Now, as me for being on allopathic medicine, in medicine, traditional Western medicine for so long and when I dwelled into get my master's degree in Eastern medicine or Ayurveda, it I had already knew that there was this connection. I had already knew it. I mean I was an ER trauma nurse for a long time and had seen how people come in if they came in and what state of mind they came in is how their experience was and how they, and how they were able to, I'm going to say, go through the system of the emergency room, so to speak, whether good, bad, or indifferent, and all was how their state of mind was. Um, so I knew the connection a long time ago and knew about myself, you know, whether I applied it correctly or applied it all the time, that's a whole nother issue, but. The fact of the matter is that there are more people becoming more aware of, you know, connecting the mind and body and when you connect the mind and body together and treat them as one or treat them together you know, together for healing, the healing that occurs in both aspects of the mind and body is so much more profound than, quote, unquote, our traditional ways. And so I love when I talk to people like you who are on top of this and who are, you know, in the forefront and understand and are helping to get that message out to people because we've been so trapped in the old traditional way for so long that, um, you know, and, and what you're doing has been in existence for thousands of years, so to speak. You're saying there's no new tools that you're using. They're just bringing them to the forefront. I just I just like that because there's so much more out there to us to help us to be healthy and well and have that, that love of life that we should have, that we're meant to have, that sometimes gets lost in, you know, all the stuff, so to speak. So. Again, I just want to thank you for the work you're doing. And for the listeners out there, I want you to know we will give you more information about his fabulous book because I know this is touching home with a lot of you out there listening um, as it is with me just bringing up little experiences. And I'm running my mouth too much, so let me turn it back over to you. So now, Dr. McGrail, is there a limit to what you can apply the synthesis effect or synthesis process? Um, is there a limit? Is there things we should apply it to and not apply it to?
0: Well, that you know good good question. They are all good questions. Uh, so the the easy answer is that there is virtually nothing that it cannot be applied to. Now, there are some exceptions, of course. You know, there are certain organic um, um, brain diseases uh, issues, and there are some psychogenic uh, conditions. Where synthesis probably isn't going to do very much. Say, for instance, uh, uh, schizophrenia or, or you know, really, really serious psychological conditions uh, need more than one modality. And this is by no means a silver bullet. There is no panacea. It doesn't work for everybody, but it right. works for most people because. And I think the reason it's so effective, uh, and and uh, is because. I stumbled, or I don't know if I stumbled is the right word, but I'm just a regular person like everybody else, and I had my stuff, and you know, going through my stuff is what helped inform this process. But the, the way the models of synthesis come together and the way it works, the sort of the sequence of events, uh, for most people is, first of all, very understandable, uh, and, and with understanding comes power or the potential for power. And it's simple. Uh, one of the things that I tell, uh, you know, that I'm really proud of is that it's a very simple process. Now, it is a process. It's not magic. I I do get people that, you know, they come into my office and they've got an issue and they think that in an hour we're going to solve a lifetime of stuff. That's, that's <laughs> just not realistic. But right. it can be a matter just of a few weeks, not months and months and months and years and years and years. It can happen very, very quickly. So I think that's the reason it's it's uh become so successful. And, you know, when I wrote the book, I had a... A purpose, and that was to to present this process uh to the masses to millions of people and help people empower their lives that's what i'm that's what I do and you know it's great to have that intention, but you know the proof is in the pudding so uh okay, so the book comes out, and now we've got to see and the beauty of it is and and I don't mean to sound immodest, but i the reviews that I have gotten and for the for the listeners who choose to check it out on Amazon, the reviews from readers has been just astounding. People all over the world, uh, because now there are foreign language editions being published, uh, as well as the English edition, uh, all over the world are writing me and writing reviews and saying, you know what, this is changing my life. And that is is really the, the best reward of all, is to know that people are becoming empowered. And I want to say this really, really uh, firmly. Every one of us, every single person deserves to have a joyful, happy, abundant, and powerful life. And we all have the ability to do it. It may not feel that way, but we do. And so what what I'm delighted in is that this process helps so many find that.
1: Say that again, because I wanted to emphasize that that's truly what I'm all about, and that's truly what I'm trying to help people do by, you know, having this show called Blissful Living. So Absolutely. Can you just say that again? I really want the listeners to, to grab onto that like it's, that nice piece of cheesecake. Oh, maybe not cheesecake, but, <laughs> um, but, you know, that nice piece of whatever yummy food that is their favorite that they love and enjoy, because this is really some profound information and facts that really we never know whose life we may be touching by you just saying and emphasizing this, you know, those words again. Because Do you mind saying it one more time?
0: I, I'd be happy to say it. Every single human being on the planet, all 7.2 billion of us, has equal Deservedness, if you will, of a happy, powerful, joyful, abundant life. Every single one of us has deserves that, and we all have the ability to create it. Now, it's interesting because, you know, we happen to be on one place in the planet where we pretty much can do whatever we want, and that, I think, uh, is an enormous gift. Uh, but even when you think that you, there's no hope, there is always a way. Now, you may need a little help, and Mm -hmm. this book might do it, or you might do it, or I might do it in person, or there are many, many teachers out there that can provide the help. And, And it's important for people to know that most folks, in order to change their lives, big change or little change, need a little help. Again, it's because of the way the mind is designed and the way the mind functions. It's got nothing to do with being less than or inferior, but most of us need a little help. If you get the help, you can create whatever you want. And that is the key. So, yes, we all deserve it. We all have the ability to create it. And when we get the right assistance, it happens. And when it happens, it's amazing.
1: I love that. That is, that is just absolutely beautiful. I mean, when you're speaking, you're, you're very eloquent in, in, you know, I just feel this. I want to say love because it's the word that's coming to me right now. But I just feel this love emanating from you. This vibration that is just, you know, loving and kind and genuine and and very authentic. And and so that's just I, I feel really blessed to have you as a guest on the show. But also you equate things to, you know, simple context that that everyone can understand and and just letting everybody know that. This is what you deserve and and you don't have to settle for less. And whether you buy my book that will help you or you reach out and seek somebody else that you might feel that might help you, just do something um, to get you to where you want to be. And, of course, listeners, I'm going to tell you more about how to get his book and he's going to tell you more about how to get his book and we're going to tell you more about the book because I think this book has something for each and every one of you out there listening, and so I'm going to suggest that you go buy it. But with regard to that, you know how you said, um, I, I, I can't recall it right off the top of my head, but what it made me think about is, um, you know, when you're when you're a little kid and you're learning how to ride a bike without training wheels and you're just doing it, and, you know, you may ask an older cousin or brother or sibling or whoever, your dad, your mom, what, whoever was around, and they showed you how. So that was, you know, and then you just kept doing it and then kept doing it. And lo and behold, you're taking off and you're jamming on that little little bike without training wheels. And I think it's kind of the same thing with what you're talking about is, you know, get the tools, get the help. You deserve it. And you deserve to be that person, that little kid taking off, you know, riding on the bike down the street without the training wheels. Because when you're in that state, you're in a state of bliss and you're in a state of happiness and, and nothing but positivity or more positivity can come into your life. And so... Just thank you so much for doing the work that you do. I mean, because it it you it, yeah, you're just it's just truly truly, truly, truly beautiful. So I, I really thank you and appreciate you. If no one else tells you that today, just know that I'm telling you that.
0: Well, that is so very kind of you, uh, Rochelle. Thank you so much. And you know that it is very much like that. I just I don't know, maybe you saw it, but I just uh, my last blog entry. Uh was about ditching the training wheels i use that metaphor in it and and because i that is such an enormous feeling you know uh, when we're very young uh we don't know that there's any such thing as failure there is no such thing as failure by the way in my, in my method and we can talk about that but uh when we're little we see these big versions of us called adults walking around and we say boy it would be kind of cool to walk so we start trying to get up, and, of course, we fail, quote-unquote. We we fall on our little butts thousands of times before we finally figure out how to use those legs, and then thousands more times when we try to walk, and then finally we get it. And then we keep doing it and doing it and doing it, and, of course, now walking is as instinctive as breathing. You don't even think about it. You just do it. It's automatically programmed. But if you knew about failure at that age, after the first couple hundred tries, you might say, well, I'm done. I can't do it. And see, as adults, we have this thing in our mind called failure. Um, And so, yeah, it's like taking synthesis as a process is like getting the training wheels off your bike. Suddenly you're not kind of wobbling around the corners. You're scooting around those corners and you're gliding. and, and, And the more you practice it, this is the beautiful part about it, uh, sometimes it may start with one issue. I'll just take something very common like losing weight or quitting smoking or getting mm-hmm. over your fear of rodents. You you transcend that one issue, which is really holding you back, and all of a sudden all the other little ones start kind of floating away because you've learned how to do it. And once you learn it, you never let it go, and it gets better and better and better. And pretty soon it's almost as automatic as walking or breathing. Leading an empowered, happy, joyful life. So, first, thank you so much. Uh, I greatly appreciate your your compliment. And yeah, that is that is what this whole thing is about. Uh, the more people I can reach, the more the more of us that live that way, the better our world is going to be. And I really think that's what it's that's what we're we're here for is to evolve and and you know not to fight one another and 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 continually uh, uh, fail. It's, it's it's exactly the opposite.
1: Well, I, I agree, and I think, um, you know, between me, you, and, and so many of the other people out there, you know, really trying to do good work and bring it, you know, to the forefront of the masses, I think if we just, you know, it's it's going to be like this domino effect, and maybe one day in our lifetime, or maybe not in our lifetime, but one day we will have a world that is truly, you know, loving and and you know, people generally want to help the other person, their fellow man to succeed and survive and thrive and all that good stuff. So, you know, it's just kind of, it's just kind of a little mission that I probably had since I was a little kid. And that's probably why I became a nurse. And, you know, I'm into health and wellness and all that, because I really think that we all deserve it, and we all can do it. And sometimes you just need to help that person discover discover what they can't see that's at the tip of their nose. So, you know, by me saying thank you for doing your work, I, I genuinely mean it. And, of course, we must be synergistically connected because you just wrote something about the blog with the training wheels, and here I'm talking about it, and I didn't read your blog, so that tells me we're synergistically connected.
0: Oh, that is so funny, yeah. <laughs> I just literally, I, I, I think, I can't remember when I posted it last Friday.
1: Oh, that's That actually, uh, you know, as they as they say in my day or whatever, that's a trip, you know, (laughs) because it it really is. But we're we're just both two people trying to do good work and trying to help others. And I think when you do that, you know, you meet like minded people. You attract, you know, like attracts like, right? And so, you know, that's why we're here doing this together today. And um, let me ask you, you know, I know you do hypnotherapy, and that's always been so intriguing to me. So intriguing. How does hypnosis play into the process of synthesis?
0: Well, it actually plays a big role. And the reason it does is because it is such a potentially powerful tool for facilitating change and transformation. Now, hypnosis uh, is grossly misunderstood by the general public because of, of what we see on stage shows and what we see in bad movies. Uh, where people are taken over and they're forced to do things against their will. So the first thing is that hip- that people need to know is that hypnosis is a natural state of consciousness that every normal human brain experiences several times every day. It's something that we do from the time we're little kids. In fact, when we're little kids, we are more in hypnosis than we are in consciousness as we are being programmed by the adults around us. But anytime you watch a good movie and you, you you get that feeling of emotion and it it's got you hooked, uh, you're in hypnosis. Anytime you you daydream, literally, uh, you know sometimes we can go off and the next thing you know, 15 minutes have passed by. Where where have I been? You've Just been sort of daydreaming. That's that's hypnosis. Uh, when you read a good book and you can't put it down and you're creating all this feeling in in your body by reading words on a page, you are literally in hypnosis. So it's something that we all do every day. It's completely natural. And we never lose control. We're always awake and aware. But it creates, this is the key, a very open, receptive state of mind. Now, you can only be open and receptive to what you want to be open and receptive to, but it is a very open state of mind. It bypasses that natural resistance that we have to change. Um, And, again, that's just part of the human mind. We are resistant to change. We, We cling to the familiar with tenacity, even when the familiar is painful, because the familiar is less fearful than the unknown. That's just how human beings work. When we enter hypnosis, we bypass that natural resistance. And then we can talk directly, if you will, metaphorically speaking, to the subconscious part of the mind, which, again, doesn 't know the difference between reality and illusion it doesn't know the difference between rational and irrational it 's like a three year old child that'll believe whatever you tell it, which is what happens to so many of us when we 're young. We believe whatever we 're told, good or bad and different doesn't matter uh, and then we can tell that little child, "Hey kid, you got some bad information, and what you were told is real isn't you're not." whatever you can okay. do this instead it's like two plus two is five is what you learn. try two plus two is four it's going to work way better right and the subconscious mind because it's very receptive and open will take that information and and basically reprogram itself with appropriate reinforcement and whatnot uh the the neurophysiological term for it is neuroplasticity our brain which is the processor for our mind has the ability to rewire itself mm. and that's essentially what hypnosis helps do So it plays a big role in synthesis. It's one of the key ingredients because unless we get the subconscious mind aligned with our conscious desires for change, nothing's going to happen, or at least not for very long. Um, The conscious mind, even though it's only 10%, has the ability to overpower the subconscious programming anytime it wants. But because it's only 10%, it's kind of like there's a tug of war going on. Ninety percent is pulling one way, the the unwanted habits, behaviors, fears, or phobias, or whatever they are. Ten percent is pulling the other way. You know, 10% can only hold that line for a certain amount of time. And so we just, we align the 90% with the 10%, get the entire mind working in the same direction, if you will. And hypnosis is a very powerful tool, along with others, for, for helping us do that. So it does play a very, very prominent role in what I do, because it accelerates the process for most folks. As I said, it's only a matter, of, and I know this sounds probably bizarre, but you can take a lifetime of negativity and get rid of it within a very short period of time, most of my clients in my clinical practice are with me for only a few weeks Wow average you know some take a little longer some take a little less and most of my workshop and seminar students are you know they're with me. those are a half a day or a day workshops or seminars and you know my readers have the book so they can keep referring back to it um, and all the tools that I teach in the clinic and in my seminars are in the book um but, yeah, hypnosis is great. And since you do it every day, it's very easy to do it
1: on purpose. Right. I guess it's kind of like, you know how um, you know how people, I, I, you're in Southern California, I believe. Yes. And um, you know how you get on the freeway in L.A. because I'm in the Bay Area. So we totally, you know, I totally can equate to you. And I'm down in L.A. all the time. But you get on the freeway and you just, as I'm, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm driving down I-5 headed to L.A. to see my daughter. And, you know, there can be periods of time on I-5 where, I mean, it could be, you know, an hour, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, depending, that, you know, I'm just driving in a zone, not even consciously aware, you know, what I'm doing. I couldn't tell you if I passed Arco gas station or in and out Burger. I just, you know, I'm just driving. I'm in, and I would say, I guess that would be equated to a state of hypnosis, right? Absolutely.
0: That, that's a perfect state. Yep.
1: And so, you know, for people out there listening, we all experience this every day. How many times do you drive a familiar route and you're so, you're, whether you're going to work or whatever you're doing, picking up your kids or husband, whatever you're doing, and you leave the one point A to get to point B and you don't even re- remember happening, what happened between that time you're in the car from point A to point B. You just know you got in the car and you arrived and everything was good and safe and, you know, and then you think back, well, what was I doing? What was I thinking? You can't even, you can't even recall it. So um, I want you guys out there to know that hypnosis is not this woo-woo stuff, and it's not what you see on television or on the cruise ships when they, you know, hypnotize people and they have them doing bizarre stuff or anything. Dr. McGrail is saying it really is something that you can utilize to profoundly improve your life, improve how you think, how you feel, and connect with the process of synthesis to help you have that loving, abundant, joyful life that you you so seek and desire and um and I just kind of like to bring that kind of stuff to people so they can equate to something that you know is more tangible to them versus you know what sometimes you know how it is some people just don't they can't get it and then you give them something and it's like oh yeah I do that all the time oh that's what that is oh that can help me so um again you guys it's just it's just a matter of just being in tune and of course you want to pick up the book but um before we get to the book I just want Dr. McGrail to Ask us, I mean, I just want to ask Dr. McGrill, within, within regards to your clinical practice and when you work with people, um, and I, and the term how you said you can take a lifetime of, you know, I'm going to just say challenges and recreate your life or reprogram yourself and get rid of those, um, do you see, let me, I guess what I want to ask, better is, do you use the process of hypnosis with, um, do you use hypnosis in the process of synthesis with everyone? Is that really part of your process or is it, you know, after you do an assessment of the individual, um, it may or may not be right for them?
0: Well, um, okay, so... First, just a little bit of a correction on what you said before, and then I'll address that question. Okay. The the hypnosis that you see on a cruise ship or at a stage show in Las Vegas is the same exact state of consciousness. I mean, it is just a state of consciousness, and that's why it's so misunderstood, because it can be used for a variety of things. So the folks you see in a stage show are in hypnosis, and they're doing all those goofy things because they want to. The first thing a hypnotist says in a stage show is, who wants to to play with me? Who wants to have some fun? And the hands that go up, um are the people, some of them are, 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 there's a very small percentage of the population that has the ability to go into a very deep trance very quickly. And yeah. a trained stage hypnotist can find those people, but the volunteers are, are gonna be where he'll, he or she will find them. So it is exactly the same state, but they're doing those silly things because they want to. Okay. Uh, you'll never see a hypnotist suggest something so ludicrous that a person wouldn't do it, or, or so, you know, amoral they might do it, and that would end the show either way. Um, but to answer your question, um, it is such a natural state of consciousness, and it is so powerful that at some level uh, we use it with virtually everyone. And in the twelve, in the last 12 years that I've been using hypnosis uh, in my full-time practice, I would say maybe two people out of several thousand, um, you know, it wasn't really a good fit for them. Uh-huh. But then there are other tools that we can bring to bear. Uh, it's really, at the end of the day, Rochelle, all about... Having our minds work the way we want them to rather than the way they've been programmed to. And there are a lot of ways to make those changes. But for most folks, unless you get to the subconscious level, those changes are very, very difficult to make. Willpower in and of itself is a very weak force for most people, and it's nice to have it, but that's not what I would want to rely on. I don't want 10 people going against 90. (laughs)
1: Right, right. That's going (laughs) to work.
0: No, it very rarely does, and it usually creates more pain because what happens is you try, you try, you try, you try, you try, and you keep going back and back and back because that's what happens, and then eventually people say, well, the heck with it. I'm not going to do it, or they say, uh, you know, there's something wrong with me. Or they say, well, this is the best it's going to be, and the second you settle for the best it's going to be, you, you know, uh, I think you're you're really uh, doing yourself a huge disservice. Going back to what we talked about a little bit ago, everybody deserves to have the life they want, to create the abundance they want, to have the joy and the love and and feeling good about who and what they are, and and that's what life is supposed to be fun is about, not an endless series of parties, but feeling good about yourself so when you wake up in the morning you can't wait to get to the day and you like the people that you're associating with and you like the job you're doing and you like the way you're treating yourself and you're healthy and strong that is a very fun life and it's doable yeah so kind of a long answer to your question but yes we use hypnosis usually in some form or another there are a variety of ways of doing it and it's completely painless it's completely natural the clients are always in control and they learn that day one of whether I work on the phone and I have clients all over the world that I that I work with by telephone and Skype, or whether I work with them personally in a clinic, it doesn't even in, even in a seminar we use some form of it because it is such a powerful tool for creating the changes we want.
1: Wow! I, again, just thank you so much for that information because, first of all, I, it clarified for me. I you know I didn't realize. Um, those that do those hip you know get hypnotized on stage or so to speak um i've seen it on cruise ships and stuff um and I'm, when you said yeah those are the people that really want to do it it's like yeah you know he's right because those are the people that hands go up first and they seem to be more you know engaged and willing to do that and, and it just it makes it happen easily and you see the people that you know are easily hypnotized and those that they have to excuse off stage because they're not so um Thank you so much for that clarification. Now, I want to get into the book. Okay. Um, because, you know, here we've been dropping these little seeds, so to speak, and sprinkling <laughs> a little bit of water on them, and this book just sounds absolutely phenomenal. And and I think, it's, I think we all need it, you know, so however many thousands of you out there are listening, you all need to go pick up this book. But let's have Dr. McGrell tell us, why is your book so different than all the other books out there that you know kind of I don't want to say they deal with what you're talking about but you know in a similar fashion what makes your book so different
0: well you know I I think every book is valuable uh to its to its readers but I think uh if there's a differentiator one and again it goes back to my intentions when I wrote it first of all uh, I've I've read 100 I'm sure you have too and I'm sure many listeners out there have read hundreds and hundreds of self-help books. I mean they're all there're thousands of them and and hundreds printed every year. All of them are valuable. Um but I have often felt when I was reading one of these books that I was being preached to. Like there's this author, this expert, this guru is telling me, you know, this is what you got to do and I've got to figure it figured out and and I didn't want mine to be that way. I wanted it to be much more casual. And I wanted my readers to feel like they were sort of having a session with me in the clinic, having a conversation with another rig I'm just like everybody else. I, I had my stuff, and I share uh, my story, part of it anyway, uh, with my readers in the book. I was a very unhappy camper uh, earlier in my life, and and... Um, i I had a lot of issues. I was an addicted smoker I went through a bad marriage. I was very uh you know hyper uh, uh sensitive and um compulsive and and you know just type double a personality <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it was it was exhausting oh, gosh,
1: um, you like, like you're describing me no i'm kidding <laughs> I was not, yeah I was not a very
0: happy camper and and you know very insecure and and i i got through all of that and so you know I share part of the process but so to to get back to the question, what makes this book different? Well, I, first of all, it, it's written in a very casual uh, tone, uh, in a very conversational tone, and I put as much humor in it as possible because, <laughs> let's face it, we take ourselves too seriously, and that's one of the things that I want my clients and my students and my readers to say, you know, wait, let's just not take ourselves quite so seriously. Let's ease up a little bit. Um, the second thing, I think, is... Is because of the way it's put together, and and this is something that happened over years. But the models and the tools and the techniques are so understandable for so many people. And I, I you know, one of the most gratifying things uh, in the in the feedback I'm getting from readers, and I get a lot of emails uh, um, from folks, and, and it's they say, I finally understand. Oh, wow. How I'm the way I am, why I'm the way I am, that there's nothing wrong with me, that I can change my life, and the way you put this together, it's like, hello, ding, the light bulb went on. So maybe that's a differentiator. Um, And I think for most people, if they do the process, they find that it it can be so easy and happen so quickly. So, you know, I don't like to say, like, my book is the book, because it's not. But it works for so many people, and and, and um, that that it's it's pretty good.
1: <laughs> so now that we've been talking about the book, you know, we've given we it's the book, and I've been mentioning the book, and you've been mentioning the book. Yes. I want like you to tell people what. The title or the name of the book, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it just like kind of lead them up to like, okay, if you be good, we're gonna give you a piece of candy at the end. So,
0: <laughs> well, yeah, we don't want to keep them in any more suspense. Well, as you might know, the process is called synthesis. The title of the book is the synthesis
1: effect. <laughs> I knew it, but you know, I just wanted—I wanted to entice the listeners like. This is very special information, you guys. Stay tuned. Okay.
0: Well, the, the, the subtitle and the publisher the publisher uh, insisted on this is Your Direct Path to Personal Power and Transformation, which is, in essence, what this book is about. Um, so it's The Synthesis Effect, Your Direct Path to Personal Power and Transformation. Uh, it has had its first run in stores. Um, and until the second printing, it won't be in stores again. But it is available on Amazon still and BarnesandNoble.com, and will be for the foreseeable future, uh, both in paperback and in ebook form for Nook and Kindle. And so you can and uh, you can go to either one of those uh, online sellers and find it. And um, and I'm you know delighted. I hope a lot of people pick it up and. I certainly would want to hear from your from you know your listeners if anybody out there you know if you read the book let me know what you thought um and I'm reachable easily on my website uh, uh the first one it, with your with your permission I'm going to No no
1: I was just to say go ahead and tell people how they can you yes. know con- connect with you because um yeah. I'm calling I getting my book and uh and well, I, def-
0: I have I have two websites that I would recommend and uh number one is uh uh, www, obviously all websites are that. Uh, Dr. DR, John, J-O-H-N, McGrail, M as in Michael, C-G-R-A-I-L, Dr. John McGrail, all one word, dot com. And that website really talks a lot about the synthesis process and the book and, and, and how I work, uh, in that regard. And there's some videos on there, uh, from folks that I've worked with talking about what the process is like. And then if you're more interested or interested in hypnotherapy, my other website, uh, which is more related to my clinical practice, is very simple, Hypnotherapy Los Angeles, all one word, hypnotherapylosangeles.com. Uh, and, and there's tons of information on hypnosis and how it works in the process. And then we even have a website for the book itself, if, if anyone's interested, you can read excerpts and that sort of thing, although you can do the same thing on Amazon, but it's synthesiseffect.com, uh, without the. So, lots of information there and and I'm reachable by email and uh, my phone numbers are listed. I have people call me, and I do return as many uh, emails personally as I can, as well as phone calls as i mentioned i've got I've got clients literally all over the world uh, thanks to the the marvels of modern technology we can do we can do sessions uh, you know from here to Europe and if we can figure out the time zone difference, <laughs> you can have a client in Taiwan. Uh, <laughs> wow, That makes it a little weird sometimes because there's a 12 hour difference. Yeah, no, I,
1: I uh, can relate to that.
0: Um. But the key, Rochelle, and you said it is that it's doable and everybody deserves it, and and all you have to do is, is sort of take responsibility for your life, and the help is out there, whether it's me or you or anybody uh... there is a teacher there is there is support for every single person that will be right for them and and all you have to do is realize that you have got to make the first step it is a process it's not magic there is no magic pill unfortunately in our society we look for instant gratification
1: right
0: it Does take a little time and effort but it doesn't have to take a lot of time and effort and i think that's another reason i that synthesis is uh... so effective And the book has been so effective is because it can happen so quickly
1: I like that. And again, a beautiful, beautifully put. And uh, you know, thank you so very much. So, you guys listening out there, all his information, access to you know each of the three um, websites, and of course how you can connect with him will be on the site, the radio, the radio shows, web um, my webpage. So you'll definitely be able to get that if you weren't able to write everything down. Remember, you can always re-listen to this show again by just going to the link on the website and connecting, you know, clicking on that. You can definitely listen to it. I think uh, for many of us listening or many of you out there, you, it's information that you want to, you're going to want to take a bite of, so to speak, like that nice, juicy, yummy orange. You're going to want to take a bite of it and you're going to want to take a bite of it more and more and more time and time again. And that's why I'm so highly emphasizing um, that you pick up the book. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm going to get it and. um, I, I just believe that no matter what you read whether it's it's Dr. McGrail's book or someone else's book or a combination of all I I I'm, I'm a reader so I love 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 reading I always pick out something that seems to be speaking just to me that I need to hear or read or whatever at that particular point in my life and many times I pick up a lot of different stuff and so if you're having um if you're having thoughts about this or you want to you know make a change or you want to be better, you want to have that loving, joyful, peaceful life that we're talking about with health and wellness, then, you know, I highly suggest that you take the action step to bring that into your life. And one of the best action steps that I can recommend for you today is to pick up Dr. John McGrail's book, or rather connect with him directly. If you feel that you want to, you know, deep dive deeper into what he does, what he has to offer, and you believe that he has something that can possibly help you to be better, do better, and feel better, then I highly suggest that you connect with him. Um he's a fabulous guy, as you can tell. He's full of love, he's very authentic, and me and him are just in synergy. Um and, you know, we're just doing this this um beautiful conversation, um, to bring this, this light to you guys all out there. So Without me rambling on too much, I I tend to do that, especially when I connect with a guest. Um, You know, it's it's just a, it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful feeling. Um, It's you know, again, I'm going to do another food analogy, but it's like eating that, that fabulous pasta, you know, or that fabulous food that you just so love that that when you smell it or you hear someone talking about they're going to make it, it just warms your heart. That's what this does for me. When I connect with the guest and and we're just synergistically connected and my light from my heart is shining to his and vice versa, then you know that you've hit the right spot. And that's all we're trying to do is just to help everyone all that we can have a better life. And so with that, I'm running my mouth again. As I said, I wouldn't do but with that, I want to just bring the show to a close and I really would like to thank Dr. John McGrail, um for being such a fabulous guest on the show today. We have so much more that we could talk about, but of course our time got short and you know you never know I may bring him back he may want to come back as a guest I don't know, but we can dwell in even a little deeper call it a part two of the interview um, for you guys because I know that. If he spoke to me or if he if he spoke to you like he spoke to me and you're feeling it, then you're going to want to know more and how to get in touch with him. So thank you again. Please go to the website and get the information on how you can connect with him. And I just want to say thank you all for listening because it, it gives me pleasure to bring fabulous guests to you each week. Um, I'm hoping that you are getting as much out of it as I am and as the guests are willing to share with you. They're being very authentic. And Dr. John McGrail was, again, just fabulous. So thank you, Dr. McGrill, for being with us today.
0: Well, Rochelle, it was my deep and great pleasure. Thank you so much for your hospitality and your generosity. And I'll just say this right now. I'd love to come back.
1: Yay! 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 You know, one 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 of these days, and when I'm down in Southern California, I have to come by and see you. Um, I'm down there a lot, so um, we'll have to connect and, and come by and see. You, but definitely, I'm going to bring you back as a guest, and we'll talk about that um, when you know what fits your schedule and all that good stuff. But for now, you guys, I hate to end the show, especially when I'm having so much fun and I'm so connected to my guests, um, like I am with Dr. John McGrill. It's it. It's, I, I don't want to end. I could talk for hours. And, um, and the funny thing was I used to be a really shy kid and, couldn't, and wouldn't have never been able to talk to anyone like this. So this is just fabulous. But enough of me. Um, I am Rochelle Lawson, your host for the Blissful Living Show. And I really, really sincerely thank all of you for listening. Stay tuned or tune in next week. Um, we'll have another fabulous guest. And I'm wishing you much Peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. Have a fabulous rest of the day and a tremendously fabulous week, and I look forward to connecting with all of you uh, next week. Thank you so very much again for listening, and take good care, everyone. Bye for now.
0: You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And, of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.